listening to The Trade Gods. What is up, Player Profiler Nation? Oh, we are not in the same room and it's breaking my heart, but welcome to another episode of Trade Gods. I am joined, of course, by my co-host, my fellow Trade God brethren, Jason Allwine. What is up, Jay? What is up, man? Glad to be back home, but also missing you, missing you a ton. You know, we got we had three shows together at the Draft House. You, yes. you were my co-host for Wake and Take in the morning. We had the Trade Gods as well, of course. So it's, you know, glad to be back hosted with you, of course, but also, you know, wish I could touch you. I know. Let's just let's just roll out for a second. Let's just no, it gets too weird when you bring in the the okay. <laughs> there we are. Wait, what is it? What is it? Ready? Ready? Wait, All the way. Oh, crap, wait. <laughs> wait, why am I having such a hard time with this? <laughs> there we go. Boom. <laughs> oh, my God. We're a minute and a half into this dang show, and we are already got a case of the sillies, but we have a fantastic show lined up for today. We got two trades, and we are going to break them down, and then we're going to say mm-hmm. which trade is fair and then we got a few discord trades that we got to break down and then we're going to end it with our buy and sell candidates you are going to want to stick around for that but before we get into it here's a word from the pod father now i know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your dynasty league and i have it it's called the dynasty dominator app you go to the app store go to google play it's right there it's five dollars to download and then every year it's five dollars to load the next incoming class of rookies, you can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer, so you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win-now team, this is a rebuilding team, and then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side-by-side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the App Store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing, and it's going to be well worth it. Get yourself the Dynasty Dominator app now and take your Dynasty gaming to the next level. Jason, what do you say we just jump right on into the first segment? I think I think that sounds fantastic. Is it go time? Oh, it's go time, baby. Yes, sir. Let's get it. Which trades fair? All right, all right, all right. So the first trade we are breaking down. This is a 10-team PPR Superflex tight end premium league team a is acquiring dj Moore, trey lance in the 208 in this year's rookie draft and to do this to make this trade happen they are sending away ramondre stevenson in the 105 in this year's rookie class so like we always say you want the best analysis give us the most context and we do have a little extra context for you the 105 is Quentin Johnson, and the 208 was Roshan Johnson. Jay, what are your initial thoughts here when you see this trade? This is tough. Just, I mean, again, we talk about it almost every week this guy's name comes up. We still don't know what Trey Lance's value is, plain and simple. But I probably will still take that side, given it's a super flex league, given that DJ Moore is probably better than Quentin Johnston. I'll do I do love the landing spot. Um, and Ramondre Stevenson, he's been a sell candidate on this show more mm-hmm. than a few times by guests, by you. Yo. I kind of agree as well. You know, I think we're at least at the ceiling of his value. It's not really going to get much higher. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it still kind of gives me the fair feeling. But I mean, Roshan Johnson, he's fantastic. Plus, if Trey Lance does pan out, it's an easy, easy DJ Moore Trey Lance side. But for now, I mean, like I see why it happened. But um, I'm going to congratulate the first team for going out and taking a chance on DJ Moore, taking a chance on Trey Lance, because those guys are both have values that could go way higher than what they're at right now. Yeah, I mean, if you listen to the show or follow any of my content, you already know which side that I uh, am going to prefer <laughs> here. And it's not even close as I look at it more and more. 
10 team league, which means you want superstars. It is probably not such a deep league unless they go super silly with their roster size. But I would imagine that given the 10 team format that you're looking for superstars. And when I look at this trade, I see one superstar and that's DJ Moore. Going to the Chicago Bears, linking up with Justin Fields. Yeah, they did take a receiver, but I think it was a fourth round, right? Scott went in the fourth round, yeah. which tells me that it's DJ Moore's season. They gotta, they're got they just loading up on weapons for Justin Fields, and I think DJ Moore is poised for a very massive 2023. Lance, I've had my ups and my downs, but it was really not about his skill set. It was really more about the price tag attached mm-hmm. to the quarterback. This kind of seems like almost a throw-in here. As crazy as that sounds in a super flex format, I don't care if it's 10 teams, getting a quarterback is definitely a good process. And I personally think that Roshan is going to be a more valuable asset than Quentin Johnson out of rip. Uh, I don't know if I will say the same thing over the next three years, but right now I think Roshan has a path to being the lead back in Chicago. The coaches are already ranting and raving about this guy, saying he ain't built the same as us, that he's there's something about him. And it, the only people standing in his way is a sixth-round pick in Khalil Herbert and uh, Deontay Foreman, who they barely gave $2 million to, uh, which is backup money. Uh, Roshan's poised here to take the lead, whereas on the other side, Quentin Johnson, I'm with you. Uh, Jason, I love the landing spot. Getting yep. a receiver with Justin Herbert was massive. I just wish it was any other receiver in the class because I've had yep. such qualms with the abilities of a Quentin Johnston. Same. But Oh, I actually misspelled it here in the graphic. It's Quentin Johnson, but it is Quentin Johnston with, you know, the kid from TCU. Yeah. And then Ramondre, you know how I feel about Ramondre? Uh, you know, last year uh, he did have he, – he passed the efficiency tests. So I'm not going to say he's, yeah. a, he's a bum, but they did bring in James Robinson. It is year two of Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong, and over the course of the last handful of 20 years – Bill Belichick has had kind of the similar pattern where he would take a running back, let him marinate, and then unleash him to against the, the, the league. Now, uh, over at The Athletic, they predict that James Robinson is going to get cut. That <sighs> would devastate me, but I don't know if that's possible. I think I think that James Robinson is going to perennially get shit on. Uh, people are going yeah. to consistently believe that he's not all that good, where I think that he is a very good player. Uh, so I'm okay with, with that. And, and the, the, just the influx of running backs in new england is probably bad if not definitely bad for madre stevenson and the addition of bill o'brien they're not going to run screens every fourth play like they did when i was the offensive coordinator last year (laughs) and you know i'm leaning heavily to the dj Moore side so we kind of broke it down here you're taking the dj Moore side or but you're less yeah i think it becomes a smash if DJ Moore hits, if Trey Lance hits, right? But I do think right now as things stand that Ramondre Stevenson and Quentin Johnson are probably the better assets as things stand, as things stand. But but I do I do I am on the side with you that I think DJ Moore will will grow in value. And I think Trey Lance probably will too. Um it's just right now they're both kind of they're, they're I mean like I, I get people DMing me on Instagram like, hey. I'm trying to sell DJ Moore, and I'm like, I don't think you really should. But I mean, like a lot of people want to do that right now. It's it's interesting. So, yeah. um, we're in the fantasy football off season, I guess is what I'm really saying. That's that's kind of what it boils down to. With <laughs> <laughs> the fantasy football on season, yeah, exactly, 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 on the Sonic <laughs> Truth Dynasty podcast. All right, so that's the first trade here. Now let's see if this trade is more or less fair. And this is a trade that happened in TGIF. I see in the chat here, Harry Snowman's talking about some trades that went down well i mean we are in the midst of our rookie draft in the tgif so there have been trades galore maybe next week we'll have a whole bunch of stuff to keep talking about or maybe we'll just talk all about tgif i don't know it's our show we'll think about it but this trade happened uh i think it was two weeks ago or a week ago so Mm -hmm. but either way team a is acquiring rashad bateman and selling the 2024 third and the 2023 112 this trade obviously happened before the NFL draft. I don't know if it still would happen post NFL draft, but when you see it, what's what are the thoughts that come to mind, Jason? Uh, I was going to give you analysis based on the picks, but then I pulled up the Trade Gods Invitational League, and I want to tell you this. Right now, the 112 is on the clock, and so I think it's perfect. And guess who's there? Zay Flowers. How funny is it? <laughs> 
<laughs> that Rashad Bateman <laughs> was traded for Zay Flowers and a 2024 third, throwing the 2024 third out the window. Do I like Zay Flowers or Rashad Bateman more? I hate having to answer that question. I'm not going to lie. I, it's like choosing between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> um, it's tough. I mean, in a vacuum, you probably go with the younger guy, right? Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to probably lean the Zay Flowers. I like Rashad Bateman's profile more. And then to get the little throw in in the 2024 third round, I don't, I don't know who that's going to end up being at all. Um but I guess I would probably rather have Zay Flowers and a dart throw than just Rashad Bateman. But I mean, we're getting in, we're, it's a little, it's a little nitpicky there. What are you feeling? <laughs> well, let me ask this before I give my analysis here. Do you think that the, the, uh, the drafting of Zay Flowers has nuked Rashad Bateman's value? I wouldn't say it nuked it. I do think it hurt it a little bit. I think it becomes, Everyone in the Ravens wide receiver room is going to get eight to 13 points every week. Okay. So that's, so, so it didn't fine. nuke it. It just kind of nerfed the entire yeah. fantasy landscape of this team, is what you're yeah. kind of saying here. Yeah. And Except I think Lamar. that's fair. Except Lamar. <laughs> Unless, I mean, there is something to be said that they just let Lamar go boncos. Dude, he's going to go nuts. They, you know, they gave him the money on the first night of the draft. Uh, you know, they went and got him a receiver in the first round of that draft. They got Odell Beckham, which was on his wish list. They went and got Todd Munkin, which is just not Greg Roman. So that's nice. I don't know if Rashad Bateman is nuked, but I'm with you. It do it does kind of pain me here uh, to talk about Zay versus Rashad Bateman because they both kind of have skill sets that I really kind of covet when it comes to wide receivers. Zay Flowers keeps getting that kind of Antonio Brown-esque skill set comp where Rashad Bateman is Stephon Diggs, his best player, best Mm -hmm. comparable player on playerprofile.com. Stephon Diggs, Rashad Bateman. So that just makes me, it tugs at my heartstrings here. Now, which side would I rather have? It's a toss-up for me. Uh, So given that, give me the additional asset in the 2024 third because in the throes of a season, a third-round pick can get you something. A third-round pick can get you a player so you don't have to use a whole bunch of fab, uh, things of that nature. And when you look at Rashad Bateman, he's only played 18 games in his first two seasons. That's a red flag. And when we were at the draft house last week, I was talking to Alex Dunlap from Roster Watch, and he was kind of trying to figure out how his first round was going to go, rookie yeah. draft-wise. Like, what's this? What's that? How should it play out? And he asked me, like, would I take Zay Flowers or would I start diving into those third and fourth-round running backs? And mm-hmm. I just said Zay Flowers. And he said, well, I don't know. I don't think you're right. He said, I mean, flat out, I don't think that's right, but why? And I said, well, let me ask you this, Alex. You have mentioned that Zay Flowers has some Antonio Brown in him, correct? And he said, yeah, for sure. So I said, on a scale from zero to Antonio Brown, where does Zay Flowers lie? And before he even answered, I said, is it above a six? He said, oh, yeah, definitely above a six. So I said, then give me Zay Flowers. Because if Todd Munkin unlocks Lamar Jackson in a way that we have yet to see, if this offense becomes faster paced, more pass heavy, a guy with that skill set and Antonio Brown, I mean, uh, an Antonio Brown-esque skill set with Lamar Jackson could be super, super dangerous in fantasy leagues. So uh, I will lean here with the additional asset, but I'm not willing to give up on Bateman. But I am going to have to ask, we're going to have to go back to TJF with a little bit of questions. Would this trade have happened had you seen where the Ravens went with their 20, I think it was what, 22nd overall pick? So, yeah. So, okay. That's that's the analysis here. Now, let's talk about which trade is most fair. Is it trade one, where Team A is acquiring DJ Moore, Trey Lance, and what end up being Roshan Johnson? And to get that, they sent away Ramondre Stevenson and Quentin Johnson? Or... Is the more fair trade Rashad Bateman for Zay Flowers in the 2024 third round pick? We're going to go with this, Jason. Yeah, I mean, knowing that it became Zay Flowers more than likely, got to just go with the Ravens receiver for another Ravens receiver and a little cherry on top. It doesn't really get much more fair than that uh, in the grand scheme of things. If it wasn't Zay Flowers, might go the other way because I do like both of these trades. I think everyone in in this all all both of these trades all four teams got what they needed out of these trades mm-hmm. but knowing what that 112 became in this one in particular give me the give me the safe flowers trade is the most fair i am going to 1000 percent agree with you there jason yeah. give me the the raven what ends up being the ravens trade because listen 
You can't be sending away DJ Moore and Roshan in the same trade and expect me to think it was good for you. No way. No. Nope. You throw a quarterback and superflex as a little bit of a cherry on top. Oh, no way. No how. Stay away from me with this stuff. Give me the DJ Moore side by an absolute landslide. Now, let's go. Before we move on, we got some Discord trades. And make sure you're getting in that Discord trade, playerprofile.com slash chat. You can get right to our Discord uh, channel. Or if you're on any of the player pages, we have the Discord right there and there. We got to get in because we're talking fantasy 24-7. But before we talk a little bit of Discord, we got someone in the chat talking about trade. So we're going to break it down live here off the cuff. Cody Carpentier, the big dog. He made a couple of trades in the same Superflex. So you want a lesson in trading back? This is the lesson to learn. Cody traded the 103 in the 303 in this year's rookie draft for a 106 in the 2024 first. Move back three slots and go ahead and acquire a 2024 first, but he wasn't done yet. He took the 106 and traded that for the 204, 304, and a 24 first. So essentially, he turned the 103 into the 204, the 304, the 303, and two 2024 firsts. What are your thoughts here when you see this whole chain of events link up? Yeah, I mean, that's getting tons of capital. Getting tons of capital and knowing that it's Cody that made this trade makes it a little easier to analyze. Right. I know he's not so much of a fan of these quarterbacks outside of Anthony Richardson and outside of, of course, Will Levis. And I know he can take those twos, threes, whatever, and just go get himself Will Levis. And he's going to be just as thrilled as he would have been taking a quarterback at 103 in this league. And then to know that he's going to have two 24 firsts. And I'm sure he already knows who he's picking with those 24 firsts yeah. at this day. Yeah, probably, I can, probably. <laughs> he is stoked about this trade and I'm, i mean i'm stoked for him that's a ton of capital to get back and he's going to be just as happy with getting probably ending up getting will levis there yeah so what i am assuming happened here if i had to uh guess was Bijan went first a rich went second and cody decided you know what i'm gonna go ahead and move back here and do if you're gonna move back this is the type of thing you want to do truly accrue a bunch of assets and the thing that I do enjoy about this trade, you know, what I really do think is kind of the masterclass of it is the value that will be there in the beginning of the second and in the beginning of the third. Mm-hmm. There are going to be a number of players. Are they all going to hit? Certainly not. I mean, that would be a pipe dream. That's probably wishful thinking. But could you get two or three serviceable semi-reliable players in the second and third rounds of Ricky Dress? I absolutely think so. Year in and year out. The NFL is telling us what they want to do with the running backs, and that's sprinkle them in, get them going, injury, next guy up. And those are the guys you just mash throughout the second and third rounds. Just keep grabbing all these running backs and kind of see how it turns out. Now, I do think he may come to regret this come Thanksgiving when his team might stink, but we don't have, we don't have the context of his whole team. So if he's good at quarterback, then give me the assets because then he's going to give him the liquidity, the flexibility to make maneuvers in the season and make a whole bunch of rookie picks that's going to help absolutely bolster his lineup and his bench. So I like the idea of trading back from the 103 once A-Rich is off the board, but I'm also – you do have to be a little cautious here. It is a little give and take because I do think Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud could be assets in fantasy football uh, in year one even. But trading back, getting the assets, uh, mm-hmm. claiming 224 firsts, if one of those top uh, uh, go into a, uh, you know, the 101 or the 102, if you thought the frenzy was crazy for Bijan and A-Rich and those guys, wait until you see the super flex madness that will be 2024 if Drake May and Caleb Williams do not disappoint. And on top of that, I'm assuming he already has his 24 first. So give that total of three going into the season. I I do like that a whole, whole lot. And yeah. if Quinn Ewers, quarterback from Texas, has a good showing, we might be talking about the big two with a slightly less big, but also very, very good third quarterback. So again, Great masterclass in trading back. If you're going to go in, if you're going to be in for a penny, be in for a pound. Don't tippy-toe around the pool. Dive headfirst in. Get that whole bunch of assets. Now he's set up for this year's rookie draft and next year. So 
Tip of the cap, cap to you, Cody. Good move. Uh, real quick, I just want to say to the crowd, to the listeners here, your boy made a trade today too. And since Cody's in the chat, I got to throw this out there. I, If you've tuned into the trade gods, remember when Matty Kelly was here just dragging me about my team build, just absolutely slapping me around, hating on the squad for maybe good reason. But it was because I didn't have a quarterback. So I have been tirelessly trying to get myself a quarterback. So I have been going back with my man Chad here, who's also in the chat. My man Big Country here. Cody Carpenter killed the trades. Yes, he is. Uh, we finally came to a resolution where I traded the 114 or the 113. I think it was 114. 14. 114. And I traded the 114, the 313, and my 2024 first to move up to the 108, to get a 24th second, to get additional 2023 thirds at the beginning, because like I said, I do like the value there. And then who did I take at the 108? Good old Will Levis, man. Oh, yeah. Will freaking Levis, because here is my take on Will Levis. I said it last night in the GOAT district, but here I am going to say it to our faithful trade God listeners. If you believed in Will Levis a week ago, you should be doubling down today. Yep. We don't care about the fifth-year option in fantasy. We don't. And we can't say with any confidence that if the roles were reversed where Levis went for, would A-Rich slip? I'd like to think not, given his athletic profile. But, you know, Will Levis has a cannon for an arm, too. Slides happen. They're unpredictable. Nobody in the mock draft industry or the community thought that Will Levis would fall. Doesn't matter. He goes second pick in the second round. So what's a better scenario? Will Levis goes 11 and they get a, you know, a second round lineman or he goes second pick second round where they traded up to get him. But he's also now going to be protected by Peter Skaronsky, arguably the best lineman overall in this yeah. class. So I would say that if the landing spot was going to be the same, give me the opportunity. Give me the scenario in which there is a premier lineman now going to be protecting Mr. Levis. The weapons were the same. Uh, they're not a whole lot of good ones, but I do believe, you know, with the, the running game and Mike Vrabel, they can get really get the most out of this kid. He's already said that the slide has created a massive chip on his shoulder, which you love to hear with a guy like Will Levis. He needs to get that um, adversity, get hard, get ready to rock and roll. So I went up and traded for my man, Will Levis. That was a little tidbit, but now let's get back into the trades that we're breaking Wait. down for you. Got something for me? I just want to say, your one hole in your plan, one, is that the 24 second that you traded for was mine that I had traded, Dom. And that's basically a third-round pick because I'm winning this bad boy. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, you know, hey, are you going to win it? We'll see. Yes. <laughs> it remains to be seen how it's going to play out, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Maybe I'll trade it back to you because, uh, you know, there's another little behind the scenes. The trade gods, we're talking blockbuster and TGIF. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that next week. But let's get back into it. We're talking trades here. We're talking about our Discord trades. The first yes. trade we are going to break down is from a man, Jay Mahoney, 1016. He acquired Rashad Penny and DK Metcalf. To make that happen, he sent away Chris Godwin, Miles Sanders. This is a 14-team PPR, Superflex, tight end premium, start 10. What are your initial thoughts here of this Discord trade? Man, 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 man. You might burn me at the stake here, but I would rather have Rashad Penny over Miles Sanders. And I would rather, of course, have DK Metcalf Whoa! over Chris Godwin. <laughs> Whoa! So what a, what a, what a destruction. Of a, of a trade there for uh, Jay Mahoney, 10-16, to get the dog DK Metcalf and the man who will play four games next season, Rashad Penny. Well, I will say this about Rashad Penny. Uh, if you can get him on the low-low because of the DeAndre Swift trade, I might recommend doing that because I think the way that they both have longevity in 2023 is that they play together. Well, DeAndre Swift has yet to stay healthy. Rashad Penny has yet to stay healthy. If they both play, you know, not full splits because you still have Boston Scott, but they keep them fresh, keep them healthy, you might not get the RB1 season that you'd mm -hmm. hope for, but you might get a full RB2 season. And isn't that better? Yeah. I'll tell you this. We already know exactly how this is going to go. Week one through week three. 
Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift are both going to be healthy. Then week four, one of them is going to get hurt and one's going to own the backfield for three weeks. Then they're going to hurt right as the other one gets healthy. And it's just going to be a flip-flopping of healthy running backs being the starting running back for the Philadelphia Eagles all throughout 2023. And so some weeks Rashad Penny's going to score 20 points. Some weeks he's going to score you zero because he's not playing. But it's going to be worth it. Well, I'm going to come. That's Boston Scott here to ruin everybody's fun <laughs> as he takes four touchdowns away from the two running backs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I do agree. I'm gonna take the DK side because I do think he's the best player in the deal. Yeah. But the more and more I think about it here, I think I'm not as down on Chris Godwin as I was a couple weeks ago, just because of the whole Baker Mayfield thing. Over the last three seasons and uh four out of his entire four out of the six years that he's been in the NFL, he hasn't been even over a thousand air yards. So we don't really need Baker to chuck it a whole mm. lot. We just need it to get to him to you know supply godwin with volume and he's been super consistent since 2019 on a points per game basis wide receiver two wide receiver 15 wide receiver seven wide receiver 15 again so i am not as uh bearish on chris godwin as i thought i would be after seeing that and i will say this one thing about dk metcalf and since you know cats out the bag we are talking a dk metcalf trade perhaps i am kicking myself in my own face here but the one worry I do have about DK Metcalf is could the Seattle Seahawks be so good that they don't need to throw the ball as much as we would like to see given all the pass catchers? Could they just run the ball with Ken Walker, Zach Charbonnet, Devin Witherspoon, Kobe Bryant, Tariq Woolen is maybe the best cornerback room in the damn universe. Yeah. What if they're not in shootouts? What if they're just mauling the NFC West I mean, the Cardinals stink. The Rams stink. The 49ers are very good, but also play a very 1912 style of football. Mm-hmm. Is, there a, is there a universe in which the Seahawks are so boring and win football games so unexcitingly? I don't know if exciting is even a word that it dims the value on a guy like DK. I don't know. I don't know. I, here. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think they're going to be scoring points the way that the Eagles did last season or the Bills did last season, but I think both of those teams are great examples of great offenses that didn't care that they were in shootouts. They still wanted to score 40 points. And Pete Carroll is that kind of guy too. He wants to score points. He wants to win. I will say this. I will push back. The NFC West, those teams are doo-doo garbage. Absolute <laughs> doo-doo poop. They're doo-doo poopies. They're poopies. <laughs> but you will be hard-pressed to find a more competitive interdivisional games than you see with the Seahawks against any of these teams. All of them are close. All of them, always. The Rams and Seahawks will be close. The 49ers Seahawks will be close. And Colt McCoy-led Cardinals will be close to the superstar Seahawks. It's just how that division works. So I wouldn't be too worried about that. And perhaps I'm shooting myself in the foot because you were low on DK Metcalf, uh, about 45 seconds ago. <laughs> baby. His prices went <laughs> through the roof. But no, I do think overall it's a pretty fair trade. Um, yeah. You know, I definitely take Sanders over Penny. I know you kind of differ there, but I'm absolutely taking Sanders over Penny. Start 10 means you, do, you don't need to dig deep into your bench. You can start kind of the best players. So I do think it's a fair trade. Overall, though, kind of where do you put it? I'm giving it a straight C because I think it's pretty fair. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Here's the next trade from our Discord, and it comes from Cote74. This is a 12-team PPR Superflex tight end premium. He wanted the 102, and he traded away Darryl, Darnell Mooney, Darryl Mooney, Darnell Mooney, Romeo Dogwater Dubes, Brock Purdy in the 201. What are your initial thoughts here when you see this trade? Did Cote74 kill it, or did he get killed in this trade? I... <sighs> At this point in time, I think I like the trade. I think I do. I'm not in on Darnell Mooney at all next season. And I'm, of course, not in on Romeo Doodoos. I'm just going to keep saying those words. (laughs) (laughs) That dude sucks. Um, And (laughs) Brock Purdy, I mean, I love him. There's a a world still where Sam Darnold or Trey Lance are the starting quarterback. Um, And he loses it. So. I'm just going to take the 102, and I'm assuming Superflex League, that's Anthony Richardson. That dude provides enough upside to carry all four of those players and then some. 
So I, I, I'm going to take, I'm going to side on the side of the swing there. I am going to take the side of Cody here. No doubt. Cote 74, you murdered this trade. Yeah. You probably traded, uh, pardon my French, a bucket of shit. And you went ahead and got Anthony Richardson or Bijan Robinson, or if you're a Buckeyes fan, it doesn't matter. Wherever you go, this 102 pick, it will be the best player in this trade by a landslide. Romeo Dubes is Romeo dead. Jaden Reed is here for that spot. It is going to be his before we know it. You know Christian Watson is there to fuck shit up. Robert, I mean, Robert Tunyon out of business. He ain't there no more, but you know who is? Two rookies, Luke Musgrave and Tyler Kraft. The Packers are they mean business and Romeo Dubes, I don't think he's gonna be a whole a, a big part of, of that business. Purdy, obviously, good player. It seems to be ahead of schedule here. Um, yeah. he's probably gonna start playing pass in June, so he could make it back a lot earlier than we expected. So I do think you gave up something for Purdy. But if you're talking about Purdy versus A Rich, you're talking about Mr. Irrelevant versus the most athletic quarterback we've ever seen. Give me a rich with a bullet in the 201, even though there's going to be value there. You're going to like the player that you see selected with your former pick. Either way, that's okay for me getting a rich here. Absolute slam dunk. And if I, if you, if you're in a super flex league, you know how crazy the 102 price tag was. I mean, multiple first round picks, your best player, your second best quarterback, the amount that it was taking teams to get. A rich to get the 102 was astronomical, and I think here you paid a very, very, very favorable discount. So good for you, Cote. Next trade from the Discord comes from our man JV29. It is part of a 14-team PPR Superflex tight end premium start 10. He is acquiring Dallas Goddard and Justin Herbert. And to make that happen, there goes that man, Darnell Mooney, getting shipped off again for a premier quarterback. Mac Jones, Daniel Bellinger, the 1.08 in a 2024 first round pick. What do you got here, Jay? Why do people like Darnell Mooney so much? <laughs> what am I missing? <laughs> Forever now. People are no. like, I want Darnell Mooney. He's awesome. What he is had it? a thousand yard season. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I wouldn't trade Justin Herbert alone for that haul. And the fact that they also got Dallas Goddard in there, mystical It is, is the word I'm going to use. I don't understand it. Yeah, <laughs> JV29, you smashed it. And you know what I'm going to say? This is the type of confidence you get being in our Discord. You can go out and light your <laughs> league mates team on fire if you get our uh, our tips in the Discord. Because now we're looking at the third trade that we're breaking down. And so far, we're seeing an even trade and two clear dubs. <laughs> Getting Dallas Goddard the best. He's Dallas Goddard's the second best player in this deal, given the tight end premium, in my opinion. Even Mac Jones, two best players in the deal for some garbage. That 2024 first that he traded is gonna the guy is gonna win the league. That's the second round pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, and the 108, what are we talking about here? We're talking about one of the first round receivers, Addison, possibly, which I love Addison. I think he might be my wide receiver one in this year's rookie class. Uh, but yeah, you're getting a good player. But you're giving away Justin Herbert here <laughs> in Superflex. And start 10 means you don't have to dive deep into your bench. But in a 14-team league, that's a damn good thing. And now you're giving this guy not just two starters, two beasts. And if you can recall, Jason, did we were there. We were together for the draft, right? All three days. Well, almost all three days. You had to leave early, which made me really sad. But we were there for the first and second round of the draft, right? Yeah. We watched every single pick. Well, I was at the media room. That's what I was gonna say. You were actually at the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, so you're you were there for every first round pick, pick or if we watched it together. No, doesn't matter. We, we weren't I together the for the, the first round, but the second round we were. Second and yeah. third rounds we were. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Jog my memory. Did the did the Philadelphia Eagles draft the tight end? I don't. I don't think so. If they did, it's not someone who's gonna challenge Goddard. Did they make waves and go draft Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jordan Addison, or someone in the second or third round? No, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. So Dallas Goddard is poised for another smash season, a top three season 
is not out of the realm of possibility given the, the high-powered offense. He could score a shitload of touchdowns. He's got that yak ability. Dallas Gardner checks basically all the boxes. And we're actually working on the world-famous draft kit, so get your butts ready for that because that's going to be fantastic. And I was actually doing my write-up on uh, Justin Herbert. And it nice. the signs are pointing that this year he could go full Super Saiyan. He's going to have hopefully three healthy receivers. He's got Kellen Moore now calling the plays. Uh, Austin Eckler did not go anywhere. This could be a massive season for Herbert. So this was an absolute smash, no doubt, of a trade getting Herbert. You know, he led the league last year in money throws. The kid's got an absolute laser rocker arm. So JV29, good on you. Shame on your league mate, though. Wow. that um, And, you know, before we move on, we, we rarely do this on the show, and I think that maybe something we need to start doing a little bit more. I'm realizing as we look at this, three roster spots. I guess technically two because it's a 24 person. It's technically two, yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, two roster spots cleared out. I mean, you're you you'll probably be able to pick up Dan Bellinger again in week six when the guy gets tired of holding him. Yeah, the Dan Bellinger <laughs> thing scratches my head. I mean, makes you scratch my head a little bit too because uh, Darren Waller's there. Uh, they just drafted Jalen like, Hyatt. <laughs> I don't know if Bellinger's going to be long for this offense in terms of really giving you much fantasy production. So. Hey, good on you, JV29. That's why you got to be in the Discord so you can get these tips so you can smash your league. The last trade we are going to break down from our Discord is from MTN Hombre. Mountain Hombre, would you say? Yeah, Hombre. Mountain Hombre. I'll go with that. Yeah. He is receiving J.K. Dobbins, Trey Lombergs, and a 2024 first-round pick, and he is sending away Kenneth Walker, a 2024 second, and a 2023-305. This league is a 12-team PPR Superflex half-point tight end premium. So you get that 1.5 points per reception when it comes to tight ends. Jason, what are your initial thoughts when you see this trade in the Discord? I honestly just want to start crying just about what happened to Kenneth Walker on draft night. Mm. I like The show Kenneth is going Walker. so happily. It's like, I love the guy. Kenneth Walker is one of my favorite running backs. Um, man, I don't, we could be living in a world where JK Dobbins outscores Kenneth Walker next season. Oh boy. Oh my Lanta. You're not, it's probably bold, but you're not going to get thrown in take jail for it. Oh, like we might be living in a world where that might happen, where that's happening. Yeah. Um, maybe. And if not. Will Levis does become the quarterback for Tennessee, we're talking about Traylon Burke's season. We really, really I do like, like that part of it. Yeah, I do. I think that's smart. And then a 2024 first. I think I've got to take that side of the trade. Oh, and it sucks. It sucks to say. I don't even like Zach Charbonnet. You know, I'm mad at him for transferring out of Michigan. Dude sucked there. <laughs> um, so the fact that he all of a sudden became good and everyone's yeah. darling during the draft, you know, kind of eats at me because uh, he's not that good. But, I mean, that Seahawks backfield just in general seems weird. Getting Jackson to the jig bin, they're going to be passing a lot more. It might not be that great of a season for Kenneth Walker. He's going to be a good football player. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Damn good football player. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be a good fantasy football player. I don't think he is. And it sucks to say. It really sucks to say. It, it does make your stomach a tad queasy. Thinking about Kenneth Walker finishing as the running back 13, which is a good oh, season. Oh. But not where you're expecting given, you know, what he did in 2022, how he looked, the offense, all that stuff. But, you know, on one hand, if you want to be optimistic, you could say to yourself, well, Pete Carroll was just sick of using guys like DJ Dallas and Travis Homer. So he went out and got Charbonnet to kind of pick up all the all the scraps. But if you want to be a tad pessimistic, you could say that Kenneth Walker was only selected a handful of picks before Zach Charbonnet was just a year prior. Zach Charbonnet has a bell cow skill set. He can catch the ball. He's pretty good running in the football it's rough. I am definitely signing with MTN Mountain Hombre here, getting JK, getting Traylon, and getting the 24 first. Uh, yeah, I think this is a great time to cash in on your Kenneth Walker shares. If I roster, let me ask you, let me ask it to you. If you roster Kenneth Walker, Ken Walker, are you trading him? I think so. I really think so. I don't know. The one league I do roster him, I reached for Zach Charbonnet just so I didn't have to trade him because, like I said, I love Kenneth Walker. Mm. <laughs> um, That's smart. Think, That's smart. I think if I did own, like, just Kenneth Walker, didn't have any Charbonnet shares, 
I'm moving on. I'm finding the guy who drafted Zach Charbonnet and I'm sending him Kenneth Walker. <laughs> there it is. There it is. That's, how, that's, that's the perfect marriage right there. Finding uh, someone who's going to overvalue a player as opposed to someone who's going to, you know, throw it in your face that it's not a good fit or what have you. Yeah. So hey, I'm a trade god. You ain't yeah, you ain't a trade dude. You're a trade <laughs> god. You make the smart plays. And my man Jared Dean, I just brought him up in the here. Uh, I highlighted his, his thing in the chair, but I'm just bringing it up again. <laughs> my initial thoughts are why can't I get trades done like this? Well, brother, why would you want to you don't want to be in these leagues? You want to be in fun leagues, you want to be in tough, hard, you know, really grind them out leagues like the TJF. We're in the TJF and these type of trades, they don't happen often. They're usually pretty well battled trades. I mean Truly, truly well-versed battle trades. So uh, that's actually going to do it for the Discord breakdown. We have one more segment before we bid farewell on this lovely Thursday night. So let's dive right in. It's time to buy and sell. So tonight we each have a buy candidate. Jason is saying to buy rookie Devin A-Chain. I'm saying buy rookie Will Levis. Why should the folks listening buy Devin Aching? All right. This goes back a few weeks. And I know the process here. I do. Like, I know all of the things that point against Devin Aching. Devon Aching. Aching. But when Aching is moving the chains for the Miami Dolphins, his fantasy value is going to be higher than where it is right now. It's simple as that. He's the fastest player on the Miami Dolphins. Go fact check it. Faster than Tyreek Hill. He is. And I don't care that he's 188 pounds and 5'9". Barry Sanders was 190 pounds and 5'9". I'm not saying he's Barry Sanders. But I'm saying Whoa! that it's not a death sentence. Ken, it's Ken, not Ken a death Walker sentence. stinks in Devin A. Chain is Barry Sanders. What a hot night for Jason. He's not Barry Sanders. But I'm saying it's not a death sentence. And even if he gets hurt, you're still talking about a guy who's probably going to play 9 games, 10 games in an offense that's going to scheme plays for him. And Mike McDaniel is one of the best coaches at doing that. Last season, Raheem Mostert, a guy that we all thought would only play. He was 190, Harry Snowman, 190. I made sure to check this before the, before the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but Raheem Mostert, we all thought would miss some games last season. He did, but he only missed two. That's fine. A guy that we all said was made of glass. Jeff Wilson. I don't think missed a game for the Miami Dolphins. I do think he got injured in a game and then came back the next game and had a limited snap share. But I mm -hmm. don't believe he missed a game while on the Miami Dolphins. And I don't believe if he I think if he did miss a game, it was with the 49ers, if I remember correctly. Either way, both of those guys, fragile running backs, made it through the year with Mike McDaniel. Uh, it is it, I think he'll be fine. I really do. And if you know, he's underweight, right? He can put on the muscle. Austin Eckler did that early in his career. He was underweight, a little bit smaller, had the injury concerns, went out, bulked up, and was fine. And a dude this fast in that good of an offense with that smart of a coach, I'm going to buy. You're talking about a, sec a second-round rookie pick in a lot of leagues, uh, early second or late first, and a guy that is likely, when playing, when on the field, going to be pretty damn good and you can sell later if you are worried about the injury concerns but right now is a buying window a chain was a prospect that obviously i was intrigued by the speed you'd have to be an absolute buffoon to not be intrigued by his capabilities his ability to run fast you know yeah. former track superstar um i do believe he actually had a chance to train or try out for the olympic team that's how fast he is like yep. you said he's uh, you know has a faster 40 time faster player than Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill and a bunch of the speed freaks over in Miami. But I just, he didn't really show enough of the wiggle ability or the kind of ability to hit holes like I yeah. had hoped uh, or kind of I expect from a guy that I'm going to tout in the next level. But then he went to the landing spot that yeah. kind of can change things. Um, yeah. He went to the Miami Dolphins. And Mike McDaniel has gotten the most out of the running backs uh, in on that team, like you mentioned. And Devin Aching could be no different. Uh, he's going to be able to use him in that 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 rushing scheme that's going to really service his skill set so well. Um, he's going to be able to run some routes, you know, those Texas routes and those angle routes uh, right in front of the quarterback. When you have two Lamborghinis sprinting up the sideline, it's going to open up the middle of the field. And Devin Aching is good enough as a pass catcher to run those routes to get the balls, uh, you know, in the middle of the field and really do damage with them. So 
as much as I was off Devin A chain throughout the entire process, yep. um, I've had to kind of come around on his outcomes, like what his what he's capable of based on the landing spot. The landing spot was just it was the perfect, perfect landing spot. So I, I can't say I am going to disagree with you a whole lot here. Uh, mm-hmm. I have him right now as my 13th overall rookie prospect uh, and my number five running back right now. So, or number six running back, but he's in the same tier as Roshan and Kendra Miller. So I could be swayed to uh, potentially put them above if reports out of camp, all that stuff throughout the offseason goes in his favor. So goodbye candidate. You're not going to get a whole lot of argument about me, but I will say this. If you do have Devin a chain and someone comes knocking and they're looking to overpay, I would sell before the season starts because I don't know if he's, how his health's going to hold, how the scheme's going to hold up. And we can't completely negate Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert from being used in this offense. They've been a favorite Mike McDaniel since his days in San Francisco. I don't think they're going to go away. Completely, Jeff Wilson probably will be the premier goal line guy. And at the end of the day, they want two to throw. Uh, there was a report came out that Mike McDaniel wasn't communicating well with the offensive line. That mm-hmm. seems to be cleared up, and they believe that they can keep Tua upright and healthy. So uh, yeah. I, I would sell Devin A. Chain if the if there's an opportunity to do so. But I'm not panic selling. I'm not you know selling for even eighty cents to eighty five cents on the dollar. So if you can buy. For someone who's thinking they're selling high, but you can get them at a good price, I'm with you there on A-Chain. I'm playing Will Levis for the reasons I talked about earlier. I think that his value is depressed. Um, like I said, I got him at the 108, traded up for him in the TGIF. I don't think that would have even been a possibility had he went 11th overall to the Titans, but I think the prospects of his career outcome should be similar given the fact that he was the second round, second overall pick in the second round. But he's got what you're looking for. He's got the size. He's 6'4", 230 pounds. Um, he's sneakily fast you know he's above average 40 time above average speed score so he's not a konami code quarterback but he can he can get out and boogie a little bit think ryan Tannehill. the days that mike rabel utilized ryan Tannehill, he utilized those legs and i think he could get the same type of output from will levis um, yeah. mike rabel came out and said what you want him to say and i know this is gonna sound counterintuitive from people who roster will levis but he came out and said that tan hill is a starter malik willis is number two will levis is number three i think it's a perfect way to put it because it's it's bullshit it is there's no way malik willis is ahead of will levis in the uh, pecking order in the quarterback room and he's just trying to get more uh, out of him he is trying to draw everything he can he's trying to get the most out of will levis's talent and i do think the kid is super talented He's going to have Derrick Henry to help anchor that offense to slow it down if the NFL life gets a tad bit too fast. And like Harry Snowman says in the chat, he threw me the alley, so I'm going to oop it. Vrabel has been very successful mentoring young quarterbacks. He has had some success helping out young quarterbacks. I mean, was it Joshua Dodds? Dudes Dodds? How do you say his last name? Dobbs. Dobbs. He he got a lot of him at the end of the season. I do think that his scheme could be beneficial for Will Levis. Will Levis does have a rocket arm, so – Jardine asks, when does Will Levis start? I think if he has a good camp, he can start week one. I don't know why they would beat around the bush all that much. Vrabel and the Titans are here to win. They're not here to rebuild. So I can see him starting uh, before Halloween at the at the latest. So yeah. Will Levis, I do think, will get in the game. And he's going to have Traylon Burks, Chigakwanku, and that's kind of it in terms of receivers. They didn't really attack that position in the draft. But – I, I believe in Will Levis, and I, I believe in the talent, and I think that the discount here, especially in your super flexes, it's just simply too much to pass up. Yeah. Jason, any thoughts on Will Levis before we say sayonara to this fantastic episode? Yeah, I have just one thing to say. He has three weeks, four weeks, four weeks to prove to the Titans who he is before the June 1st kind of roster deadline. The Titans can save. $17.8 million if they release Ryan Tannehill. That's you are the man a lot for that. of money. Huh? You, are, you are the man for bringing that up. That is a great point. It is. That's a lot of money. That's, That's a lot, a of, lot money. of money. Um, a lot of money. So it's something to keep your eye on. They already went away from Ryan Tannehill last season. He came out and said that he could play when they were benching him for Josh Dobbs mm-hmm. and Malik Willis. So that says enough. They went out, they moved up to get Will Levis. We here at Player Profiler, especially Cody and you, Matty Kiwoom, my man, have been touting this guy as long as this process has been around. So 
I, I think it's a great buy. I do because I mean he was going in the top top four even in some superflex leagues. So yeah, I can get him much later. So yeah, get back on the train. And if you don't believe me when I say that he is a sneaky rushing quarterback, you know he ran the four seven five forty that seventy second percentile, and he had an eighty seventh percentile burst score. He was actually the third most athletic quarterback in this entire class after he posted a one hundred five athleticism score according to Player Profilers database. Yeah. So. I do think that you may see a situation where he can add a couple of rushing touchdowns. Uh, when Tannehill had, he had, I think, a top five season, if I'm not correct. I'm not crazy here. He did have a top five fantasy points per game season with the Tennessee Titans just a couple of years ago. Uh, oh, top 10. I'm sorry, not top five, top 10. He was uh, quarterback nine on a points per game basis in 2020. I think that can happen for Will Loves. As a matter of fact, I think, I believe that does happen. I don't think that it can. I think, I believe it does. It will happen. That Will Levis has the ability to not have a top 10 on a points per game basis, but I do think he will surprise people and put up um, potentially the second best rookie season out of the the four quarterbacks. So, Jared uh, Dean, you are 100% right. Good Lord, he does have a very attractive uh, girlfriend, which is obviously a boost for the man's confidence. Jason, that's going to wrap up the latest episode of Ooh. Trade Gods. Tell the people listening where they can find you on socials, where they can find all of your content, and tell them why they should be following Jason Allwine because they definitely should. Yeah. And if you want to do that, do it on Twitter at JFootballWine. It's a great pun. It's a great play on words. And then also, most of my time is spent on our Instagram and Facebook channels. That's Player Profiler Advanced Stats on Facebook and Roto Underworld on Instagram. And if you loved the trade gods and you want to see me on another show, check out Wake and Take in the Morning at 10 a.m. And if you want to see Maddie Kiwoom on another show, what should they watch? Hmm, maybe the game plan each okay. and every Saturday coming at you. This week, I do got Cody coming on. We are talking rookie landing spots. There'll probably be a whole lot of Levis talk and a whole lot of breaking down of the rookie class, so definitely tap into that. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Matty Q. Check out all the articles, everything that we have at playerprofiler.com. If last weekend wasn't a perfect encapsulation of where we're going, where Player Profile will be, I don't know what is because we killed that weekend. It was so much fun. So much mm-hmm. content came out of that one single house. Uh, we just have straight killers here. You know, Matt Kelly put together a roster of absolute beasts, some killers here over at Player Profiler. Not literally, just content-wise. That's uh, you know, for the, the authorities out there. We are not actually killers. But, uh, yeah, tap into the player profile. Get all the articles. Find me on Twitter. Tap into the uh, the Patreon. Cody and I started a Patreon. The executives, you can check that out. We got trade gods each and every Thursday. The game plan. Players are just coming. Oh, baby. We got a whole lot brewing. So you're going to want to be a part of everything that we have going on over here. He's Jason Alwan. I'm Matty Kewum. We are the trade gods. See you next week. Peace.